Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, July 23rd, 2021, the day you've all been waiting for. The NHL draft is tonight. We got a two-part episode coming to you. This is part one where we're not going to cover the actual NHL draft because Steve Eisenman got so busy over the last couple of days, uh, he forced us into doing a two-episode uh, Friday on draft day. So we're going to do this one. It's going to be covering everything that's transpired in the last 48 hours in Red Wings land. And then once you're done listening to this one, just pop on over to our draft preview. We're going to be doing our final predictions. We're going to be looking at uh, the top of the draft, I guess even a little bit more than we have already. Uh, And we're going to get you ready with everything that you need to know for the weekend ahead Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Visit rockauto.com right now. Tell them that Lockdown sent you. Uh, Scott, we woke up to some incredible news today. All of this coming after the expansion draft, which we'll get to in just a second. But the Red Wings have acquired Alex Nijelkovic from the Carolina Hurricanes for a third round pick and the rights to unrestricted free agent Jonathan Bernier. Uh just an unbelievable deal. You gave up basically nothing to get a Calder finalist goaltender uh, who had a 932 save percentage. I think it was, or yeah, 932. Uh, and then I believe it was like a 1.9 something goals against uh, average last season. On top of the fact that on Evolving Hockey had a plus 15 goal saved above expected value. Uh, love everything about this deal. Even if it doesn't work out, we've talked about the fickle nature of goaltenders. Even if Alex Najelkovic comes here and he completely falls on his face, I still think you look back at the time and say it was a deal worth doing and it was a deal you do 10 times out of 10. Yeah, man. I mean, so much so that when uh, that, that, well, your, your club, <laughs> your, uh, your, your moment in, in, uh, in the sun there. I'm having a big day. I was just on a yeah. network and I, and I haven't turned it off in like every hour, like it comes back up, just, you know, it's a day, um, it's a day but that, day. that quote is, you know, about the actual content content, the con, what am I even trying so to here, say? Let me, let me, uh, like he's Russian from Brad he, he just goes, I don't know why that earth they would do it basically. All right. I'm a- because people in the hockey world are all looking at this going, you know, what was Carolina thinking letting a Calder finalist go? Well, um, you know, that's, that's, an, you know, you'd have to ask them why, why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. For us, we had a decision to make, you know, we had Jonathan Bernier, obviously here was a pending UFA. Obviously here was a pending UFA. Unreal. The moment of silence that he gives and then the, the giggle. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> You'd have to ask them. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just the the beauty of it all. Uh, that I tweeted that out, and that was what went viral, and that, that was what uh, landed on NHL Network. So cool, cool moment for me. But let's not let that overshadow uh, Nadelkovich to the Red Wings because right now they, you know, does it take Wallstead off the table? Like obviously that was a that was a reaction that we were getting pinged uh, by yes. early in the day. Um, I guess we could get we'll get to that in a second, but more on the Nadelkovich acquisition 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 
Jeez. Uh, acquisition uh, in and of itself. I really like every time Steve Eisenman makes a trade, it fits into one of these three camps. It's either a cap dump to acquire assets. It's either uh, you get a player back that can help the team now without hurting it in the future. I would classify that as the Nick Letty deal. Uh, and then you have the player or the, the trades where you acquire core pieces of the rebuild, like the Jacob Verona and the Alex Najelkovich trade. And that like, just to be able to, to look at all of his deals and be like, okay, that it fits into kind of one of these three categories or both like the, the, Verona deal, they knocked two of those uh, qualifications off the lift. They got the the cap dump to acquire assets and they got the core piece for the rebuild. So I just am absolutely loving not just the trades and the fact that Steve Eisenman is winning these trades, uh, but the fact that you can see a clear cut plan. And it feels like if you're, if, if you're, you know, imagining the Red Wings rebuild as a meter, you got to get to like a, like a temperature uh meter with the the little stick and the the red whatever you call it and you gotta you gotta fill it up to like your rebuild's done like you can see the temperature gauge the donation gauge right there we go i'm talking about uh (laughs) you can just see it filling up like with every move that gets made because not only is it a good deal right now but when you look into the future it's hard to imagine any way where you look back at it and say that was dumb yeah, no, it's it's uh, it, it's unbelievable to be honest. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I, I I keep thinking of the Steve quote, and I just keep like I can't. I don't understand why they did it. I, I really don't understand it very much at all. So uh, something I'm really curious about is like you know the the Washington deal. I think there was a quote that was leaked that was like, "Geez, I wish." uh Iserman or I guess you know I wish Washington would have let us know that was on the table and then you know this deal you're looking at it assuming that the entire league probably feels the same way I think it was Bruce Boudreaux uh I watched him on NHL Network and he was like there have been like the the Leafs got to be shaking their heads going holy crap we could have really used a guy like this and he comes over he signs for two years six million dollars three million dollar AAV and now all of a sudden you have a you have a core piece for the future on top of the fact that, uh, you know, you got him for absolutely nothing. And so I'm like, so curious to know what the arrangements look like in these Steve Eisenman trades. Like, Hey, if I found out that you're shopping Nadelkovich to anybody else, the deal's off. Well, what do they care? They'll probably get a better deal else. Like how, how does this keep happening? Like the, the math in my brain is, is so confused. Like there has to be some sort of like thing that he says, that prevents teams from continuing to shop this player because they fear ramifications from Steve Eisenman. Like that's the only route that I can take into any of these making sense. Yeah. I, uh, I like, I I don't have an answer either, brother. Like, I I don't know. It's unbelievable. And it's, this is, this is, I, I mean, obviously a great trade for, for, for this organization. And so, you know, well, yeah, we'll get into to Wallstat in a sec, I guess. But um, just going forward with the with with the goalie tandem that we have is is a great situation to be in now. And it's, uh, I, I mean, we literally give up a UFA. Like, like yeah. I don't know. So, I, so I, here, it's, it's here's un, some, I can't fathom it. Yeah. So here's some good 
uh, kind of clarity on maybe why the Hurricanes were just willing to get whatever they could out of it. Um, this is from Sarah Sivian. She wrote a piece on it. She says, let's take Kondelkovich out of it and think of some logical reasons a team wouldn't want to extend a qualifying offer to a player. You don't want to keep him on your team, duh, or you simply don't have enough cap space. You're worried an arbitration eligible RFA might have too strong of a case. And I think if there was going to be an RFA uh, arbitration eligible player who had an extremely strong case to get paid, it was going to be the goaltender who uh, just finished a rookie of the year campaign with a 932 save percentage and led this team to the playoffs to a number one seed in the East. Uh, she goes on to say, Nijelkovic has the best arbitration case in the world. If the Canes don't extend a qualifying offer, he becomes a free agent. This obviously means he could sign anywhere, but if his arbitration case, case is stellar, he might be offered significantly less as a UFA than he would win an arbitration. To her, this is pure speculation. It doesn't seem like the Canes don't want to overpay Nadelkovich in arbitration, but if they let him become a UFA because of this, there's a real chance that he becomes sick of everything um, they put him through and they lose him for nothing. Which, I mean, so if I'm a Canes fan, I'm extremely upset by all of this, uh, but I, I guess maybe I, I get it. And I don't, I mean, like the, the fact that they gave him up for what they did is still inexcusable, but the fact that they, you know, just wanted to move on from him. I guess I, I get that to a certain degree. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, I mean, that at least makes more sense than just giving him away for, you know, Nothing. for fun. Yeah. Uh, it's still the, the, the return value is still very interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll just say interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Sure. But at the same time that, <laughs> That, it still he's, seems he's, like an he's unbelievable his head police no job. While, yeah, while, like, while saying those things out loud, folks, it still seems like a like a ridiculous fleece. I, yeah. I I don't know. I'm very happy to be a Wings fan in this trade. Uh. All right, we're going to get into the, the ramifications of this. I got to talk to the folks about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep. For their runs to playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. A busy, busy day. Remember, this is just part one of our draft day programming. We're covering all the latest news from the Red Wings organization over these last couple of days. And then in uh, episode two, we're going to give you a full preview of the NF NHL draft, which is tonight. Uh, Scotty, let us continue on with these Nijelkovich talks and just what they mean for the Red Wings today, tomorrow, and forever. I don't know if they meet anything tomorrow, but they certainly do have implications on tonight that being the NHL draft where the Red Wings uh, are picking at number six, they're picking at 22 and many are inclined to believe that one of the people they could be targeting are, or one type of player they could be targeting with either of those picks is a goaltender. Does this to you indicate that yes, for Wallstead is off the table. If so, uh, just, just, you know, talk about how broken hearted you are. 
Uh, so I do believe that it means yes for Walsh that is off the table. Yes. Uh, and I, I don't. I, so that's interesting. Can, that's can, interesting. Can, I, can, so I, I, <laughs> I, uh, my mindset, I guess, was always that uh, I viewed as viewed it as an unlikely scenario. And with the lack of depth this team has still really across the board, um, especially at like center and such, I really, I, I already viewed it as like a slim chance that it was going to happen in the first place. And now we've acquired a mid twenties year old kind of what appears to be relatively, at least in the next few years option and in between the pipes there. Um, so I guess for me, it was more just, I already thought it was unlikely and now we just brought in a, a young goaltender. So I guess uh, I, I never say never because so it's Steve, but you know, I, I do think here, that it's pretty slim enough. Here's why I don't think it ha- really has any bearing. I don't like if they're going to draft a goal, they're, they're going to draft a goal. I don't think this all of a sudden changes things. And here's why this kid is 25. He still has, uh, you know, a very small sample size of NHL experience kind of behind him. I believe it's something uh, like, let me see, 29 games or something like that this year. And then not much before it, uh, if anything at all, I can't remember if he made his debut this season or not, but um, at the end of the day, he's yes, he's young, but he's eight years older than Jesper Wallstead is right now. So uh, in a, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, you're kind of just, with this two-year deal of $3 million, it's no different than a Thomas Grice contract, except you have the chance of this guy being able to re-sign again and again and again and again because he's still pretty young right now. Sure. That's kind of the thing with goaltenders, though, is that they don't a lot of them don't get to the NHL until they are, you know, 24, 25. Um, and I and I just think Jesper Wallstead's different. And so if you're looking at it like, okay, we we have uh this Nadalkovich kid, he will be able to be a starter, hopefully for these next two years. If he's not able to be a starter in 21, 22, then guess what? You still have a very capable goaltender in Thomas Grice, but um, you know, you can draft Jesper Wallstedt in the meantime, let him develop. And then maybe you have a little bit of extra time to let him develop. But we've heard from a lot of people that Jesper Wallstedt is a goalie who realistically could come up maybe a year or two after he's drafted. Like it's not, you know, a, a guarantee, but Spencer Knight came up uh, at the end of his draft plus two years. So I guess I wouldn't totally rule it out. And everything we've heard about Jesper Wallstedt is that he is more mature and has a higher ceiling than Spencer Knight. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that it necessarily rules anything out because then you can never have too many goalies like that. There's no such thing as having too many goalies. And if you kind of have them, uh, premier ones at all, at all range rages. You have a, a starter in Thomas Grice, a hopefully guy of the future in Najelkovic. And then you, you can let Wallstead kind of just develop at his own pace. And if they share the net for a couple years, that's great. That's, that's a fantastic scenario for the Red Wings fans. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, for me, it's just, I, I think that they would rather, try and add depth at like defense or center than make goalie like incredibly deep. You know what I mean? Like you can make, you can make goalie three or four, what three people deep, I guess at this point, or you can 
Like we, we have like two centers in the organization. <laughs> like, but if you're drafting best player available, does that matter? Well, I mean, Steve Eisenman sure. said today they sure. are like, and so for when sure. that comes around, who cares? Like, and that's kind of what I've been with this whole whole time. Like nobody is good enough to draft for need. And sure. in a draft like this, when you're picking six, you take the biggest swing you absolutely can, unless, you know, somebody that you really like is below them, but then they'd just be the best player available anyway. So sure. Um, no, that's fair. Let's move on from that. And let's talk about the expansion draft because as good of a Thursday as Steve Arsman had, he almost had a better Wednesday. Uh, Frank Saravelli starts tweeting off the picks for the Seattle crack and one by one, he's listing them off, revealing them except for one. And that was the Detroit Red Wings uh, for the, like there was a four hour gap between team 30 and the Red Wings releasing <laughs> their picks. I, it eventually came out around like uh, seven o'clock that the Red Wings were giving up Chalowski. Uh, but until then the entire NHL was in limbo uh, over whether or not the Red Wings were going to lose Troy Stetcher. Yes. Uh, and I was honestly I was pretty surprised that they didn't take Stetcher, to be honest with you. I, I was pretty surprised, but I do. I just like to imagine like ev- all 29 or whatever, 30, no, 29 teams like get leaked. Right. And then everyone's just like, where the hell is the Red Wings one? Mm-hmm. And I just imagine Steve like looking at somebody going like, I dare you to do it. Like, yeah. I, I, I literally <laughs> dare you to do it. Try me, please try me. And just like, like instilling the fear of God into whoever's like responsibility that is. Like, please try it. I dare you to try it and see what happens. Like, he, that, he that's tells Ron like Francis, that. he's like, if anybody finds out about this, I'm not giving right. to you. He's like, <laughs> right. you, you can't do that. And he's like, I said what I said. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's just what I, that's just what I picture every time. By the way, Ron Francis always looks like he, I tweeted this, but he, he looks like he's, Constantly just always about to sit down for a big plate of spaghetti. And <laughs> I love him. I like if Steve Eisman wasn't the Red Wings GM, I think I would just want Ron Francis to be the GM out of principle. Like he's just a cool <laughs> son of a gun. That is uh, that's an incredible way to describe someone. I think um, let's get into some more Red Wings news. Uh, we got a Tyler Bertuzzi update. We got a uh, Michael Rasmussen update. We got a schedule update, Scotty, the 2021, 22 Red Wings schedule. Uh, came out today. We're going to take a look at that. First, I got to talk to the folks today about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in the traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure pointless and often seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts behind his computer, choosing only the brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything that you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us boxes that they know we sent you? They've got amazing selection. They've got reliably low prices, and they've got all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. All right, we are back. Segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. It's draft day. Be sure to go check out part two of our draft day, two-part draft day Palooza extravaganza um, as we continue working through this episode on the Nedjelkovic trade, uh, the expansion draft, the Red Wings schedule, 
coming out. Uh, we'll start with that. The Red Wings open their season. The new look Detroit Red Wings uh, open their season on October 14th at Little Caesars Arena on a Thursday against the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And then we get an influx of people that it's been a while since we've seen. You got uh, Vancouver coming to town. You got Columbus coming to town. They were obviously here a lot last year, but uh, then it'll be Calgary. Then you go to Montreal, to Chicago, to Washington. Uh, it's just nice to see that schedule again, just to see all those teams on your schedule, see the Canucks on your schedule. Uh, overall thoughts on any of this? There's not really any, it's just a schedule, but uh, I, I'm definitely making it a point to get to open night. I would imagine that we'll probably be down there doing some sort of content stuff or whatever, but uh, October 14th, that's the day that we're waiting for. And I could not be more excited. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm really just glad that it's not last year's schedule. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like I'm, I'm really just glad that we're, you know, I'm, I just got tired playing the same teams over and over again. So I'm glad we kind of have a new thing to look forward to. A hundred percent. And, uh, also, you know, with this schedule getting back to normal, that means uh, it looks like there's going to be a full schedule. The one that got released does not or it does have a Olympic break in it. I saw that the NHL released two schedules, one with it, one without it. Uh, the one that has been getting put out for the Red Wings, Max Boltman put this one out. Uh, they do not have much in their uh, Olympic months. Uh, they are on the they play on the second in Los Angeles or against Los Angeles and then they play on the 23rd against Philadelphia. So hopefully that is an indication that the NHL will be heading to the Olympics this season. I would uh, I hope so. I'm yeah, I, I really hope so. That's uh it would it would be really awful if they took it back now. It you know it would especially yeah, like because it was in the CBA to get it. these guys to go play in the bar. Right, exactly. That was that was like a big part of the CBA and the negotiations the yeah. last time around, and a big reason why there was like so much headbutting. And then now we're here, and they'd be like, "Nah, just kidding." Which I would not be surprised by. It, it, no. And then oh, and then no, and then when, once it comes not. out that it's illegal, to find out that they're like, I don't know. That was that was that was a whole thing. Uh, yes, big time. So the schedule's out. Michael Rasmussen got re-signed for three more years. That's exciting. Uh, I know Michael Rasmussen has his his detractors out there. He's got his uh, defenders out there. I don't know if I fall in that camp, but I do fall in the let's mm. not let's not make fun of him camp. Mm. You I, fall in the defender camp. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I just I just like I, I like watching him play. I don't you know like there's there's certain guys out there who especially in this last year. They like make you want to punch a hole in your screen sometimes. And he's not one of them. And I think he deserves some credit for that, given the way people talk about him. I think people talk about him like he's Evgeny Sveshnikov, but Michael Rasmussen has shown the ability to stay in the lineup. Um, and they That's were only true. seven picks apart. So I don't know why, you know, they he's held to such a different standard. It's true. Go off, baby. Talk your uh, talk. <laughs> Defender. <laughs> Watch, watch your mouth. Uh, so the other news that came out of this press conference today uh, was about Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, Brad Galley went ahead and asked him a question about uh, whether or not we can expect to see Tyler Bertuzzi get moved and whether or not he's taking calls on him. Steve Eisman, very uh, talkative about this one. He basically just said, we get calls on everybody. And yes, we've had calls about Tyler Bertuzzi. We want to keep Tyler here in the organization was the quote. Uh, my hope that he can figure something out so that he remains with the Red Wings uh, 
my hope is that we can figure something out so that he remains with the Red Wings, not only this year, but in the future. I was listening to uh, the post-game show with Ken Kell, Art Regner. Ken Kell seems to believe, based on the comments made about Tyler Bertuzzi today, that the Red Wings are looking to get something longer term done. And he said, and he, he even acknowledged that, Hey, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think it's kind of interesting. So let's explore. Um, he thought, and sorry, let me, let me, no, you're good. Yeah. So he thinks that the Red Wings are looking for something a little bit longer term out of Bertuzzi, him coming out of these kind of weird years and knowing that he won't get paid a lot. Doesn't necessarily want to do that. And I see it from both sides. I see it from Steve Eisman being like, look, you know, we know what this kid's got. I don't see his level of play going down. Obviously the back, you know, uh, is an issue. And he's probably using that against Tyler Bertuzzi in the negotiations. But I think that there's a, a kind of understanding that he's just the type of player where his game doesn't just disappear. You know, like he he's a guy that if he is healthy, you can rely on him. And the health is obviously only the big factor. Or, or the biggest question there, but in terms of negotiations, I kind of get that side of it because when I look at it from Tyler Bertuzzi's standpoint, I'm saying, well, no, I'm not going to sign four years in the prime of my career for two, $3 million, whatever you're going to try to give me, you jerk. I know, I know you, Steve. And uh, that's, and I understand why that doesn't work for him as a, as a person and a professional and as a person who needs to make money to live. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, uh, I think that this is a very interesting situation where um, it, I don't know, might make sense for both parties, right? I mean, like you said, uh, uh, for him himself, he he is not going to get the value that he thinks he has deserved being with the amount of injuries and just weirdness that has gone on over the last two, three years. Um, And while he has definitely when healthy he's been one of our our highest floor players one of our one of our most consistent uh night in night out players um i'm not sure value wise it really makes sense for the wings to give him his true value long term either given the last two or three years that he's had so um i i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all uh and I'm that like, I love the kid to death, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, that's, that'll be a super interesting situation to monitor at least just Mm -hmm. uh, over the next few weeks, because I, I mean, I think there is a a legitimate argument there that it makes sense for kind of both sides. Um, Last thing that I want to uh, touch on before we depart here, (laughs) one of the great replies to the, the Steve Eisman quote that I tweeted uh, was that <laughs> okay? Somebody responded to it and said, "This is like an EA Sports response when you get fleeced." "Quote: I honestly feel bad about doing this trade. I hope you know what you're doing." That's a trade. That's a that's a message that I got from a lot of uh, Chell GMs in my lifetime. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is very funny. Yes, not a bad take either. Um, all right. Anything else? We, Scotty and I met in person for the first time. I guess that'll be like our, our post show closing thoughts. Uh, a lot taller than I expected. Um, <laughs> I, that's sure literally it, the first thing everyone tells me whatever I, know, I, I, well, I was like and, and it wasn't it wasn't that that was the first thing that I thought about you it was that the first thing I thought about you was oh no he probably thinks I'm so short <laughs> so that's why that comes into the brain sure 
No, it, it, it's <laughs> literally. No, no, I, no. But no, no, no. Here, okay, hear me out. I, I don't think I have the capability of this point of think unless you're like under five feet tall. I don't. Yeah. Like once you're below five seven, you're all the same height. Like I don't like once well, five, five seven nine, and a half. Okay, probably like five nine. <laughs> like if if you're not six feet tall, like it's all the same up here. Like I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's right, um, so so no. I the, my oh, first thought was not. That <laughs> look, I'm, look at this short idiot walking toward me. No, that's definitely uh, not what I thought. But uh, but yes, yeah, so that is when people meet me for the first time. In in general, the very first thing is 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 wow. You're so tall. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> any any uh fun experiences over the last couple of days you'd, you'd like to share? A uh, lot of fun baseball. Did you meet David Dahl? I did not. Oh no. I Just know. Didn't. I well, I mean, like, like we kept talking about it, and he was it was just kind of like, oh. You know, if I'm available before a game, if we get there early enough, whatever. And then it just like never worked out. But I mean, um, whatever. He you got what you needed from him. Still gave me four. Yeah. Still gave me free tickets for an entire four game series. <laughs> so like I'm more than OK with it. Uh, but yeah, just awesome. And, and the Detroit Tigers can't lose. Awesome. Uh, all right. We'll meet us over in our draft preview episode. We can't wait to see you guys there. Do us a favor. Subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up that you won't miss an episode. I should also say that uh at the end of this month so at the end of july we will be going back to uh three episodes a day so we're going to be scaling it back just a little bit obviously the off season is hitting uh we're not going to be here every day we will be here on monday wednesdays and fridays as of right now uh i'm not sure whether or not we plan to keep that schedule sometimes it makes more sense to do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, so we'll kind of see how things play out there. But regardless, uh, do yourself a favor, do our us a favor, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, make sure you never miss an episode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. And please do us a favor, leave us a nice review. If you have positive feedback, please tell us in there. If you have negative feedback, please tell me in my DMs. We'll see you back in a, oh, in a couple minutes. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.